What's up, wellness gang, and welcome back to another episode of Embodied Wellness Radio. Today, it's just going to be me. Sarah is busy. She is slammed with programs, and I got a minute to sit down and talk to you guys. So let's talk about something. In January, Cosmopolitan's magazine came out with a new edition called This Is Healthy. The publication spotlighted 11 women who represented the so-called different shapes and sizes of fitness and shared stories of 11 women who prove wellness isn't one size fits all. Now, first of all, before we get into this, I want to make sure that you understand that I am fully on board with the body positive movement. As coming up in the fitness industry, especially if you listen to our last podcast with IFBB Pro and fitness model Tessa Baresi, we can attest to the fact that we came up with a lot of body issues, especially just on ourselves. Even if we looked fantastic, we had issues with the way we looked. This isn't quite that scenario, but I do understand um, the ramifications of putting so much emphasis on the way you look. And not only that, I'm not body shaming, fat shaming, Uh, plus size model shaming, or even have any sort of biometric markers on the health of the individuals that were featured in this Cosmopolitan magazine article. I can make educated guesses based on some of the information that I'll provide today. I'm concerned that moving forward, there's going to be a movement of people, and I, I kind of already see it happening now, especially when publications like this put out articles like this, of Um, people who are defaulting to a justification as to why they're doing what they do in the name of quote-unquote health because people will will use some sort of these actions in specifically in reference to physical health and they'll justify it by saying that they're practicing self-love body positivity and a positive self-image by accepting who they are in that moment and I think what concerns me most is that physical health not talking mental health Uh, not talking spiritual health, but just physical health is becoming more subjective and less data-driven. And articles like this, I don't think are helping, and I'll explain why. So mental and spiritual health aside, I think the discussion that we need to have is creating some clarification on what is body positive and what is a healthy body. Because I'm beginning to think that there's kind of a fine line between justified self-indulgence in certain areas of life and true self-respect for one's physical health. Today's topic is, is going to be a tough one. It's, it's not meant to trigger or offend anybody and make anybody upset, but um, I think the information today hopefully will be thought-provoking enough for either you or maybe loved ones in your life to maybe look at things a little bit of a different way. It's difficult for me to dance around the terminology and the words in order to say this politically correct in my opinion, which is also not going to harm others. So let's see where we go with today and uh, let's begin. So first of all, I think we should nail down the definition of health, especially if we're going to be comparing body positive to a healthy body. It's probably a good idea so that everybody's on the same wavelength of what we're talking about. And I think the importance of this is because we have when I say we, Sarah and I have so many client inquiries come in where they'll, they'll message us and saying, hey, I'm looking for a coach. I don't know what's wrong. I'm eating healthy. I'm drinking healthy. Everything I'm doing is healthy. Now, what does healthy mean? And I think really broadly, uh, that's a, a hilariously general word, which doesn't actually create any sort of specificity in your life. It's um, really just context based on what you believe is true health. And I think that's where maybe that should get dialed in a little bit. I don't think we can create a true definition of health. However, here is what the uh, Merriam-Webster's dictionary uh, definition for health is. 1A, the condition of being sound in body, mind, and spirit, especially freedom from physical disease or pain. 
Now, I think the most important thing there is the second part, which is freedom from physical disease or pain. Pay attention to that because that's going to be the most important part later. Or 1B, the general condition of the body. Okay, great. So specifically in relation to this article where uh, Cosmopolitan magazine was using overweight and arguably obese women um, to promote the fact that health looks different in all shapes and sizes, I agree with that. Like I said, we've got no biomarkers or any way to actually physically tell what state these women's bodies are in. However, let's get the definition of obese down. The definition of obese is having excess body fat, having excess body weight caused by the accumulation of fat or extremely fat. But much like the health definition, I would say that that definition is equally vague. Um, so I mostly gone over to the CDC, the Centers for um, Disease Prevention and Control, to check out what their definition of obese was. So the CDC's way of actually uh, defining obesity is done through metrics, in a way, of averaging out body height, body weight, body mass index scores in order to create a better definition. But in my opinion, even then, for, uh, at like an individual level, uh, BMI, which is uh, body mass index, is not a diagnostic of body fatness or the health of the actual individual. Um, it's really merely a, a screening that will give you a, mm, I would say an estimate, but even for the most part, it's not accurate. For example, when I say that this is not an accurate way of actually measuring uh, someone's health or, or body fat percentage whatsoever is because I'm a five foot 10 male and I weigh about 195 pounds when I'm actually going to the gym more often, uh, which has not been a lot lately, been busy, busy. But um, if I'm five foot 10 weighing about 195 pounds, if I calculate my BMI through a BMI calculator, I'm actually in the third category of overweight and leaning towards the obese section. Now, that is obviously not the case. I'm walking around very, very lean all year, about 10% body fat with very visible abs and obliques. Any time of the year, it doesn't matter. So that right there alone proves the inaccuracy of the BMI measurements. But not only that, I didn't know this, but it actually works in the opposite direction. Coming from the fitness industry and being around athletes as a hockey player, I've recently, well, not recently, but I've always seen BMI measurements to work in the overweight direction. However, this study actually showed that it can work in the opposite. So I found this 2013 study on the National Library of Medicine called Obesity and Body Fat Classification in Metabolic Syndrome and the Impact on Cardiometabolic Risk Metabotype by Catherine M. Phillips and staff. They found that 87% of subjects classified as normal or overweight by BMI scores were obese according to their actual body fat percentage. So obviously not much of a shocker there that uh, overweight and obese individuals will have higher levels of inflammation and insulin resistance. But the biggest thing to take out is that we know in order to actually determine obesity, the best way to do it would be through body fat percentage testing. So white BMI out of the water, let's go with body fat percentage. Even though body fat percentage testing still doesn't give you a clear definition if you have any sort of metabolic risk technically, but it's still a better way to gauge. And the reason that body fat percentage testing is more measurable is because it actually takes into account the frame size, the muscle mass, the gender, and the age of the person into account. So assessing your own body fat percentage, like with calipers, for example, um, that's not easy. So it's best to get a coach to do it or go to your, your GP um, or any sort of like applicable professional setting. Uh, there's lots of people who that can do it. But if you're lucky enough to have a facility in your area that has a DEXA scan machine, do that. 
the DEXA scan is pretty well known as like clinical gold because it uses x-ray technology to actually uh, measure your bone density, uh, the fat, and the muscle in your body. And in uh, Dr. Catherine Phillips' study that I, I referenced there before, um, they actually concluded that study by saying body fat percentage testing is the best way to get a better picture of assessing uh, cardiometabolic risk. Or I should say, doing them together is better than BMI alone, technically is what they did. So I think the next question is, what is a healthy level of body fat? We've talked a lot about body fat percentage, obese, and overweight, but let's actually get an understanding of what is the healthy percentage that we want. So first of all, before we even get into that, I want to make something abundantly clear here, and that is I don't want to create any sort of fat phobia. Fat is extremely important. It's actually essential for our survival. Um, aside from being an excellent energy source that we need for our body when we can oxidize it and use it for energy, uh, fat cushions and helps our organs function and plays a pretty critical role in nerve and as well as brain function. And that's pretty important to survival. So obviously the next question is, what is your optimal body fat percentage? And this really is different depending on uh, your sex and your age. But the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition published this chart, which if you're watching on, on YouTube or on Instagram or whatever, I'll pop that up on screen. So naturally, the next question is, what is my optimal body fat percentage? And that really depends on your sex and your age. But the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition um, put out this chart, which I'll pop that up on screen if you're on YouTube or watching on some sort of social media, so you can take a look here. Or if you're not, I'll link this chart in the podcast notes at embodiedwellnessco.com slash blog slash healthy body. But in general, for you ladies out there, if you're under the age of 40, you want to be keeping it under a 32% uh, body fat percentage. Now, obviously, many factors play into this, but if we're looking for a nice little Goldilocks zone, uh, uh, a golden area of where you want to keep your body fat percentage, keeping it between about 23% and 31%, I'm talking for women, is uh, probably your best healthiest range, not taking into account many other uh, possibilities that could play into your health. Now, if we're gonna look at the chart again, you can see that men have a much lower healthy tolerance for body fat as compared to women. And this is because women have gender-specific tissues that require fat, such as breast tissue. And you need a certain level of it just to be able to ovulate and have regular periods. Not breast tissue, but fat in general. And if you've listened to Sarah and I talk before or anywhere or all over her Instagram, you'll know that the menstrual cycle and the period is now kind of becoming known as the fifth vital sign of the body. And people are waking up to the importance of that as a clear marker of our health. Not me. I'm a guy. But women in general. <laughs> Dr. Lori Milliken, the Associate Professor of Exercise and Health Sciences at UMass, the University of Massachusetts, she says in an article on Livestrong that people can still be healthy with a wide range of body fat percentage, and continues on to say that in regards to female body fat percentage, a body fat percentage of 32% up to even 38% might be okay if a woman is exercising and doesn't have any other risk factors for disease. But if she has risk factors, such as high blood pressure, unhealthy cholesterol levels, uh, poorly controlled uh, blood sugar levels, and smoking are a few of the big ones according to the American Heart Association, you're going to want to keep it under at 32%. So up to this point, we've talked about um, the definitions of health, and we've tried to kind of create a better picture of what health is coming down specifically in a physical health as compared to obesity standpoint and body fat percentage. So... Um, I guess the next thing we could talk about is what are the actual risks of obesity? Um, we've talked about obesity and yeah, we want to keep it between this range, but why? 
And the reason it's important to understand the risks, whether that's for you or your loved ones, is because 70% of the American population of adults are overweight or obese, and it's increasing at a steady rate in children. So control and prevention are really the most important thing that you can do when you're moving forward in trying to control like all-cause risk of mortality. So what are the health risks of, of obesity? Well, the CDC, the Center of Disease Control and Prevention, says that compared to those with a normal or healthy body weight are at an increased risk for many serious diseases and health conditions, including all causes of death, high blood pressure or hypertension, high LDL cholesterol, low HDL cholesterol, or high levels of triglycerides type 2 diabetes, coronary heart disease, stroke, gallbladder disease, osteoarthritis, which is a breakdown of the cartilage of the bones within an actual joint. Hopefully you don't have to deal with that. Sleep apnea and breathing problems, many types of cancer, mental illness such as clinical depression, anxiety and mental disorders, as well as body pain and difficulty with physical functioning. Now my only gripe here with some of those notes that the CDC provided were that um, the cancer risk part. Um, cancer is not a lone disease and it shouldn't be classified as just one thing when we're talking about uh, the risk prevention towards other things or in relation to other things. Um, so to be more specific, obesity increases your risk of breast, colon, gallbladder, pancreatic, kidney, prostate, and other cancers such as the uterus, cervix, endometrium, and ovaries. A 2012 study called the Global Burden of Cancer attributable to high body mass index estimated that 28,000 new cases of cancer in men and 72,000 in women in 2012 were associated with being overweight or having obesity in the United States. Worldwide, they estimate that 81,000 or up to 6% of all new cancer cases in adults in 2012 were attributable to high BMI. Now, like we covered earlier, BMI is a very poor indicator of actual body fat percentage. So for example, like we said, I would be in the overweight or obese category. So as part of those numbers, the, I think, what was it? The 28,000 men and the 72,000 women in 2012 that were associated with being overweight or having obesity in the United States and their risk of cancer, it only actually equated to being about six or 7% of the population. Now, that is because I think it was based on BMI. If they could do a massive controlled population study on body fat percentage instead of that, I think that number would have been a lot higher than six or 7% because BMI just isn't good enough to work with. As we reference back at the Dr. Phillips study, when she found that many individuals that when tested for BMI were actually overweight or obese and not overweight or obese as per the standards of the BMI testing. And although we just laid out a lot of risks of, of cancer and other uh, health effects that can be related to obesity and, and being overweight, um, pertinent to current day events, if you haven't heard, there's a little virus going around. And I won't say the name of it because censorship is real, believe me, that's a whole other topic that we can talk about. Um, but in comparison to this virus, being obese or overweight has been linked to a severity in symptoms and the body's impairment to create antibodies against said virus. I hope we didn't just get taken off Spotify and iTunes and all the things just for saying virus, but we continue. So this brings us full circle back to the Cosmopolitan articles. So Cosmo wrote in the preface of the articles that healthy can be a loaded word. We asked these women to open up about their personal journeys to reclaim healthy as their own. 
So again, let's take it back to the definition of health as provided by the Webster's Dictionary, with health being the condition of being sound in body, mind, or spirit, especially freedom from physical disease or pain. Now, I couldn't be happier that these women have found more freedom in their mind and spirit, as nowadays, um, each and every distraction and expectation is pulling our mind in every direction we can think of. So finding inner peace is harder now than I think it's ever been before, and, and, and myself included. I struggle with this all the time. However, I don't think we can just pass over the importance of serving our body, the fleshy and frankly extremely overcomplicated meat sack that holds our mind and consciousness together, as our mind and consciousness are two of the critical pieces in our health, our spirit, and our thoughts. And that's just factually part of our health. Even though in this whole discussion we've been more so focused on physical health, you can't ignore those other two areas. Now obviously, comparing a healthy, muscular, lean athlete um, to anybody else, it still isn't fair enough without measuring the biomarkers, getting a scan of, of the visceral fat around your organs, which can be highly toxic, and doing a deep dive into the physiology of that person, you still can't really tell what internal state they're in, even though externally they look great. However, making an educated enough guess based on what we know, compared to somebody who is at a body fat percentage of 35% or higher, we can likely come to the conclusion, compared to somebody who is at a 35 percentage of body fat or higher, the person that is in a leaner, more muscular, fitter state is likely, as per our analysis, going to be at a lower fraction of health risk as compared to the person that is overweight or obese. Now, over the years, Sarah and I have had the opportunity to work with a lot of men and women who came to us in either an overweight or an obese state. And although they didn't stay there, a lot of the same things came up when we were initially speaking to them. And we've noticed a, a pattern of certain things that come up, not for all individuals, but for some people, we hear things such as, um, I can't go to fitness classes, I just feel alienated, everybody there is fit and I just don't fit in, or I don't know where to begin, or um, the one that stuck with me the most was that I feel so far behind the, the starting line, I don't even know if I can start. That rips me to my core. And in the absolute worst case scenarios, some people have even been the on the uh, receiving end of like fat phobic slurs on social media and such. And um, I think nowadays that might even be harder <laughs> to, to deal with than, than going to a class and feeling embarrassed as compared to feeling like you've been attacked for your physical body state, which a lot of the time, I mean, I've worked with people um, as a corrective exercise specialist with injuries and such that have come from a state where they can't move and being the, the body state that they're in oftentimes isn't 100% even in their control because they're injured and although yes, their nutrition and certain things could be better, uh, a lot of the times they, they become an athlete and fall into a sedentary lifestyle and their metabolism hasn't accounted yet for that. But this doesn't take away from the fact that your physical body is a part of the entirety of health, you could call it, and not taking your physical body into account and justifying some of the nutritional or physical choices that you might be making to your body is quite frankly, I believe, hypocritical to the self-love movement. Because if you truly love oneself, you would take all of the steps you can, as best as you can, slowly but surely, to improve yourself every step of the way. And I'm not saying that a lot of people don't do that. However, I do think there is a lot of the time a justification as to, oh, it's okay because I'm doing this for whatever, X, insert X reason there. 
Um, and again, that's not everybody, but I would say I'm seeing a trend of that more frequently. And that's not to say that you still can't be comfortable being you in the moment and accepting you for who you are in this exact second. But I urge you really like no matter where you are in your journey to create um, this practice of self-love and self-acceptance, but with the continuous journey towards the self-improvement. Remember, self-love doesn't mean we have to actually stop caring about our physical health. In fact, I think it means that we should care more. Now, am I telling you to, to go and run a marathon? Absolutely not. Again, self-love can start small. If it means that today you walk outside and you go for a five to 10 minute walk, if that's better than what you did yesterday, fuck yeah, do that. Go do that five, 10 minute walk. If a month from now, it means that you feel like you're ready to step that up to a 15 to 20 minute walk, awesome. Maybe six months down the line, you're going for a 30 minute walk every day. A walk is one of the most underrated forms of physical exercise that you can possibly go through. And we've even had clients where I've actually prescribed that into a routine and they're like, really? No, seriously, getting that non-exercise related activity in there, not like some physical stress, strenuous like workout in the gym, even slightly going for a walk is amazing for your daily health. Another thing you can do is you don't need to work with a coach to get your nutrition in order. Why don't you go just pick up a nice healthy cookbook? Now again, healthy is relative to your situation, but if you're used to eating you know, a lot of uh, fried foods, for example, maybe highly glutinous lifestyle, even if you don't have an intolerance to it, it doesn't matter what it is. There's certainly things in your diet that you can maybe clean up a little bit. It's not wrong to go pick up a new healthy cookbook. That might give you some new ideas and even show you the way that, hey, eating healthy actually doesn't have to be gross. And remember, you don't need to hire a coach in order to do this. In fact, just having the community aspect is very important. Sarah and I have the Wellness Academy, which is an amazing spot where you can go to um, listen to our live weekly lectures and we're adding more and more content into there as we go. In fact, we'll be really releasing the 2.0 version in the coming one to two months and it's going to be incredible. So hit us up and you can get a spot in line to be a part of this incredible community. At the end of the day, obesity isn't healthy. No matter what Cosmopolitan's magazine says, there's really no other way to cut that. Heart disease is the number one killer in North America. And in order to make these changes, uh, we need to be able to actually change the narrative of physical health from the ground up. The government is definitely not going to do that as their financial interests are in support of the large sugary corporate conglomerates. Um, and as we can see at social media, such as you know Cosmopolitan, I, I would consider that social and big media in general, is not helping the brainwashing either. And although nutrition, I would say, is of utmost critical importance on the issue of obesity, let's at least start by going on a short walk each day. Maybe start on that 15 minute walk where you can listen to a podcast like ours and learn a thing or two about perhaps nutrition. It isn't much, but even if each person in the world started by going on a 10 to 15 minute walk every day, we're already beginning to create a shift towards healthier lifestyles. So. I hope you enjoyed today's discussion on uh, body positive versus a healthy body and I hope it created a bit more of clarification in your mind or at least started the discussion where you can go out and look a little bit more on your own to develop the idea of okay what is my definition of health and you know Cosmo is right uh, your definition of health is going to be different depending on who you are and what in your scenario needs the utmost importance however to generally put obesity and uh, becoming overweight as okay, and this is quote unquote health, I just can't, I can't live with that. So 
If you disagree, that's completely okay. I think that's why some of these long form formats are important because it does give us the ability to talk as humans um, and have the freedom of speech that allows us to bring up conversations that allows our species to continue to develop and learn. I could be wrong, I don't know. If you agree with me, if you disagree with me, please feel free to reach out to us on social media or reach us by email info at embodiedwellnesscode.com for either this podcast or any other inquiries or discussions that you'd love to have. Thank you so much for taking your time today to listen to this podcast. We appreciate every single one of our listeners. You have actually no idea. It is so cool when we get messages every day on Instagram from people telling us how much they've appreciated or taken away a life-changing moment from some of the discussions that we have. So again, Thank you so much, and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. This podcast provides general information and discussions about health and related subjects. The information and other content provided in this podcast or any linked materials are not intended and should not be construed as medical advice, nor is the information a substitute for professional medical expertise or treatment. If you or any other person has medical concern, you should consult with your healthcare provider and seek other professional medical treatment. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you may have heard on this podcast or any link materials. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or emergency services immediately. The opinions and views expressed on this podcast are of no relation to those of any academic, hospital, health practice, or other institution. 